Uh, welcome to another episode of the Love Sport Podcast. I'm Paul, your host, and we'll be joined by John. You can get me at Paul underscore football on Twitter and John Atlantic Peach on Twitter. It's all about sport. It's all about two guys who disagree. We are the Love Sport Podcast. We'll cut, I'll get personal and we'll, uh, we'll touch base on this, mate. But VAR, just get rid of it. Go on, get rid of it. Get, get new referees, do something else. Just get rid of VAR. Thoughts? Well, I think we've been saying it for a while. It's like it's, um, it's like every video decision um, review system in every sport. Um, it was designed to take out terrible calls. Uh, however, what it does is it brings in a whole new world of bad calls on the 50-50 ones that usually in the game time situation no one gives a rat's about. And I think that that's where it's really gone wrong. And, I, and I've always go back with VAR to that very first game that the Socceroos played at the World Cup, the penalty. Yep. You know, sometimes in the game. The problem with VAR is the 50-50 stuff never comes back around to you hardly, um, no. especially not in a game situation. And I thought I still maintain that was one of the most bizarre and horrendous um, pieces of uh, sporting officiating I've ever seen. That penalty, and I don't think anyone to this day knows whether it's a penalty or not. So, yeah, the stuff at the weekend with the offside, the handballs are a joke going into the box. And I think, as I said to you in a text, if they're going to be that um, on point about what's an offside, then they seriously need to just seriously pull the game up after every single corner and blow a penalty to someone because, you know, they, pr- they produce that once in a blue moon and we all know it's BS as well. Yeah, absolutely. Mate, uh, are you able to indulge me with a bit of a uh, VAR rant about my own team tonight? I'm, I'm getting a bit personal about it. I'm pretty happy to hear what you've got to say because... Uh, I'm, okay. No, it's going. Um, look, Aston Villa and West Ham, really good game. Villa didn't take their chances when they dominated. We all know that's football. Um, Trezeguet misses an absolute sitter from point-blank range. Ollie Watkins misses a penalty. Uh, Jack Grealish goes down too easily, too often, even holding the wrong leg. Um, West Ham didn't offer too much, scored two nice goals. And the game's whole talking point, and I'm still ropeable about it now, and, and, and I hope you know me well enough that I'm able to let go games pretty quickly. Mm. You know, you win some, you lose some, you have good times, bad times. I usually can let a game go within an hour or two. I have not let it go uh, in, in two days because Ollie Watkins running into the penalty area, He's full of pace, young man, gets completely grabbed. And I'm not exaggerating. It's a rugby tackle. You've seen it. Mm. It's a rugby tackle on him. He stops himself from falling over. He falls over. He 100% gets a penalty. He's being grabbed. BAR or the referee looks at it, goes, that's a penalty. Keeps his feet, which we all love. Scores the winning goal. Goes to VAR and he's called for offside. His arm is in front of the guy tackling him, manhandling, like physically holding him and he's offside for his, he literally is offside for his arm being in front of the guy tackling him. I've sent you the still shots. They don't lie. The still shots, normally you can, you can send someone a still shot and it doesn't tell the story. I belie anyone to be able to go and have a look at this at any pace and say, well, if it's not a goal, it's a penalty. It's just one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen, mate. I, I just... Well, if it was if it had, a hundred meter sprint at the Olympics, they call it a dead heat. Oh, arms don't count. I just, I just don't know what to say, mate. Like mm. he goes to ground, which we don't like, 
and he gets a clear-cut penalty. There's no... They wouldn't even probably go to VR if they did it to take two seconds. But he keeps his feet, which we all want, and gets called offside for his arm being in front of the guy physically tackling him. Surely common sense, and don't call me Shirley, comes into play in this case, mate. Surely it does. That's all we ask for as supporters. Yeah, it, it's it's a bizarre set of circumstances. I think you'll find that pretty much every every supporter in the Premiership in the last two years has got a, a day where they say that VAR situation was a joke. Yeah. Um, so it's not just you guys, man. I mean, I know... We, oh, no, I know it's not. And I don't... I don't, from I don't denounce. Really... It's kind of like um, SpongeBob SquarePants Opposites Day and stuff was going our way for a while. Um, but yeah, 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 those things shouldn't happen. It's like, you know, you, you go upstairs for an edge in cricket and uh, caught behind and instead they say, well, we didn't touch it, so we'll give it our LBW. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying, mate. It just, look, as I said, I can normally tolerate it. We were our own worst enemies um, you know, we, we should have probably put the game away and won it 4-2, and we didn't, and that's football. I've got no qualms with that. But you either get rid of VAR or you tell us exactly what it's there for. Because I don't think anyone even knows, including the referees. I really don't even think they know what they're meant to do anymore. I can't look at it so in, in the way that I look at, like, um, in the NFL, like, as if you're really stuck and you want something to happen, you throw a 30-yard pass downfield, you get tangled up with the defender and nine times out of ten, they call, they call pass, pass interference. interference. And everyone knows it's BS, uh, but no one really argues about yeah. it. Well, I hope we don't get to that point because they are different games. You and I are massive NFL fans. We love our NFL, but we, we, we've accepted that because that's the way we've pretty much grown up with NFL. It's not the way we grew up with football. And I don't want it to become NFL because I think the game's been destroyed by VAR. How's right. that sound? Is that enough for you? I do think the fan experience oh. has been hurt a lot, and I hate that term "experience" or the experience. But I, I, I kind of feel that that whole thing about there's people talk about in rugby league how you know you lost the spontaneity of a try or and and all that, but there's nothing in world sport that compares to the to the spontaneity that absolute outpouring of emotion when a goal is scored in football. We've been there, we've seen it, and that's the cool. raw emotion. Yep. Well, I, I, mate, I, I think I sent, I'm not sure if I sent it to you, but uh, it was a Villa, fellow Villa supporter just wrote, um, and I'm not going to do it verbatim, but he basically wrote the emotion for me of when we score a goal now, I wait a minute to two minutes to celebrate just in case. Now, that's a, that's a, a guy from England, a guy who lives in Birmingham. And he's talking for every single uh, football supporter in the world, I think, at the moment. Basically, you know, that pure joy of scoring a goal, you, you're looking around to see what's going to go wrong. And, I mean, I do it in the A-League now the last couple of years, you know, or the last year and a bit. We score a goal, you're going off tap, and all of a sudden someone says, oh, oh is it a decision pending? You just got to – you can't just re Because the other thing is, too, that, that comes with that it is the, the defenders, the team start looking for it. Defenders are standing there or pointing at things yeah. and people are – pretend to pull out cards and, and all that so all the time. You know, penalties, it's just – and it's garbage. I, I love those times when you go and watch a, like a lower, a lower league game or a, a, any kind of park sport that doesn't have a video. Yeah. And, you know, someone scores a try, someone scores a goal, there's a foul, there's a centre, whatever. Uh, people move on pretty quickly. The, the players move on real quick um, in those situations. They don't have time to worry about it. And – um, this has allowed a lot of time to worry about stuff 
and and I think that that's really a hundred percent. It's yeah. cool. And there's enough. There's way enough time in football for worry. You worry all the time, but worrying for that minute, minute and a half, and then you go, you go. You know what? I think he's. I think he, and I'm going to use the gender specific term because most of the time it is he in 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 yep. men's game. He is looking for a reason to not give this. And they're always looking for this. God knows there's not enough goals in football. And there's way too many penalties now. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And and that's the thing. I I suppose I'm going back to that Ollie Watkins thing. And please just hear me out on this. He could have done what most players will do. If he had had to go on the ground, he gets... That's the worst part of it. Yeah, he got sucker punched. He gets the penalty. He got sucker punched. We're asking players to stay in their feet. That's what that's called. You got sucker punched completely. So I'm not. If that had been anyone else, now we've got a lot of uh, we've got Klopp coming out for the first time in a long time, whinging about again about the amount of substitutes yeah, and all the injuries that. that Liverpool have got and so forth. I don't mean to be yeah. rude. Cry, cry me a bloody river, Klopp. You've had it all your own way. You've been stoked and smiling and yeah. happy. It's easy to be a happy winner. Um, it's very easy to be a happy winner and a gracious winner, I think. Well, could you just Mate, finish... Tottenham are on top of the table. I, I was, I was pretty disappointed with that. I just thought that was like, you know what? It's like, who cares? I, I honestly don't care about people having too much of a schedule because they're playing the Champions League. Yeah. They take the money for the Champions League. They take the money for the, the extra team. fixtures being on TV. You know, um, so you can't and... have it all. And guess what? Football's always been a, a, a league of attrition. It take it wears you down. And five substitutes, come on, where's it stop? Algeria. And if you go back through and, and, and Well mate, if you go back through and have a look at the um you know, the amount of substitutes Liverpool's made this year, there's been a number of times they've only played ten games. I think half of those games they haven't even made their three substitutions. And when they have made their three subs, they've quite often been very late. Um, so to me, you know, you'd obviously have to have more years of that of those studies. But they're not even using their full uh, three substitutes most games anyway. He did come so out afterwards and, and he kind point. of apologised and said, "Look, I got," and he didn't want to present that way. But I think it was one of those tactical things where he was dropping a message, but calling out Sheffield United because they didn't vote the way he wanted. I tell you what, Liverpool were the ones who held up Newcastle getting sold. They can go and, you know... 100%. To our lovely Liverpool fans out there, I love you, but seriously, that attitude, you, you can have that. It's funny in any sport, isn't it? A, a bit of success, and those who wanted you to have the success or, oh, look, you know, long-suffering fans, doesn't take long for the no, wheels to turn, does it? In any <laughs> that's sport. the way it goes. That, that, that's... Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Uh, mate, um, our teams uh, were due to play on Saturday morning. I was looking forward to getting up and uh, having an early morning watch of our two teams do all sorts of ridiculous things, and it's postponed. There's a bit of an outbreak. You know, uh, there's a bigger ground. story to that, and anybody who's got family back in the UK knows, but the, the North East has been struggling for uh, yeah. for quite a bit now with really coronavirus has. and numbers and infections and things like that, and it was inevitably going to hit you know, some big-time football clubs. And I'm not really surprised it's ours. I don't think it's got anything to do with them guys doing the wrong thing here or there. Literally, it seems it's impossible to avoid it. No. You know, if you're going to be in contact. And I think that they've... Yeah. The league's made the correct move to shut it down because, like, you never know 
what's going to happen. I mean, obviously the players don't seem to be massively at risk, but they have families and um, and and the, and the, you've got officials and you've got all kinds of stuff and it's a shame. But honestly, I can't. It's a shame, but it's the right decision. Yeah. No, I, no, not at all, not at all. And uh, you know, I'm surprised it hasn't happened a bit earlier. To be honest, with a few more games, so um, right decisions being made. And you know, let's prayers and Have everything. Have they to put up any Newcastle kind of schedule for when they're going to the put Northern the game towns? back in? They probably do it during a, during a some kind of a cup break if they get the chance. I would suppose. Or, or you know, I, I haven't seen that they have, but they've also got to have the contingency that, you know, the season could be yeah. postponed at some point again. Um, so I don't think they're going to look at rescheduling straight away. We're not even a third of the way through the season yet. So not anything well, I think like that, mate. So where coronavirus has really taken uh, hold postponed. this year, that if you look at from everything I'm hearing from the States and then from here is that this the second and third wave seems to be coming pretty hard. Real hard, yeah. So, well, as I said, mate, thoughts and prayers to those suffering. Sport is just sport, um, and we don't want anyone's grandparents or uncles or aunties or children affected. So, it's the right decision, and well done to everyone involved to get it out there pretty quickly. I don't think we've seen anything uh, nefarious or nefarious about it. So, um, good luck to all those involved, mate. Tottenham on top, though. It's uh, as much as I'm not a Spurs fan by any stretch of the imagination, it is it is kind of interesting to see the different teams that have been. Oh, on top I'm sure the Arsenal fans stages. will be celebrating. Um, yeah, it's a little bit of good luck for Spurs. Oh, they certainly <laughs> would be. Yeah. Where, where are they? 14th on the way. Yeah, they'll be celebrating out there, no Paul. at all. But, but um, um, it's um, it's a wonderful um, <laughs> thing for Spurs to be on top, but they have to actually prove that they can actually win something. We said this last week. I don't know, we got a little bit of blowback about it from yep. Spurs fans, and that's all right. Um, everyone's got an opinion. And my opinion is that I really am concerned that Tottenham are going to be the um, the current version of what my team was in the 1990s. Yeah, you've said, yeah, you definitely have touched on that. And I think I, I think anyone but Spurs fans would probably be thinking the same. Um, you know, for their supporters, hopefully... They have a great season. I think if you're going to a lot of people wrong. Yeah, I do think um, I do think you know, that it's, it's wide open. You look the whole table's top to bottom. You take out the bottom three. I think the um, I, I don't think there's a lot between it's not often you can say in a Premier League well any team can actually probably beat any team you like. And and I think at the moment, but obviously Liverpool still is the best team getting around, but who knows? I mean Klopp's making noises that says that they're the second year is not quite as straightforward as last year. And you know, why, if, if you're a Spurs fan, why wouldn't yeah, you? You've got to be up for the fight. Well, it's such a funny season because, you know, you've got Man City in 11th and United in 9th, and they've got a game in hand. Um, you know, if either of those sides or both sides win, you know, Man City's on 18 and Man United, who a lot of people, you know, Spoken down it's about pretty this year, it would be two points off top. If anybody gets on a little bit, so it's you, just if you can string a couple of games together, and I'm going to speak here from my own side, if you can put a couple of games together, you never know where you're going to end up. But look at look at West Ham, three wins in a row, um, yeah. and they're in fifth at the moment. So it's just one of those seasons, one of those seasons. Mate, um, a fight that I didn't bother 
uh, watching it all happen over the weekend. Uh, you know, it had a lot of people really excited about it. I just thought, looked at their ages. And I, when I then looked at the rules beforehand, I thought, oh, no, this is going to be a cuddle fest. Tyson versus... Uh, I know James Sean watched it. It's a shame he's not able to speak to us about it because um, he's, a, he's such a huge Mike Tyson fan and two of the all-time greats there going toe-to-toe. But I didn't see it, man. But uh, I'm, I'm assuming that from what I read about it and the feedback... Um, was that exactly what you said was the way it panned out. Which is a shame because, uh, I mean, well, who knows? I mean, maybe Mike Tyson yep, would have seen that, don't Jones. You? I don't know because in his – well, you, you, look at the, you look at his pre-fights, his training schedule this year and, and just some of the videos you put up, I don't know if anyone would want to face Mike Tyson in – I've only seen highlights, and I don't think there was many of that fight. And he just didn't look the same guy. It was honestly, I, I could be wrong, and I don't want Mike Tyson to come at me. But it really did look like they went, you know what? We won't hurt each other, and that was strange. Look, I've got a very good in, friend in boxing, of mine, you just don't um, see that. Rob, who's a he is a, you know, boxing aficionados. That they're a, they're a different group to other sports fans, you know, and, and they live and breathe it, and they know yeah. every weight of this, that, and they know the pound for pound. Who's this? I've watched a lot of fights, but. I don't pretend to be much more than just an armchair expert yeah. at best. Um, and I know that he's always held Roy Jones Jr. in the absolute at the top table. But talking weight division, you're talking about arguably yeah. the greatest heavyweight of all time. It's a legit conversation that puts Mike Tyson right. and I'm, I'm... in the conversation with Muhammad Ali. And you're not having that with Roy Jones Jr. No, and Roy Jones Jr., amazing boxer. We're we're not decrying that at all, and and I'm probably in the same camp as you. I will watch the big fights. I enjoy watching boxing, but I'm not an aficionado. I, you know, I couldn't tell you what a bantamweight is compared. I to I don't particularly I enjoy those that. kind of bouts where could. old people come back and decide to make money. It's a bit like um, the Steve Miller band getting together because you know they need cash. Exactly. Yeah, well go done. and take the money and run. That's good. Uh, mate, <laughs> whoop, whoop. Uh, what an, you know, I, I love my cricket. You love your cricket. Wasn't too excited about the one days. It just felt the wrong time of year, but I couldn't help but watch a fair bit of them. And Steve Smith, mate, back-to-back 62 ball centuries. I don't I think anyone does because they ball, always mate. get lured into the idea of him moving around. You, I think the way to bowl to Steve Smith is to bowl old-fashioned, proper line and length. And I think so many people don't do it and make him force the pace on you. Make him... Uh, um, make but him his play. record is obviously just out of this world. And if they could find any flat of decks in the one they rolled out for the 50-50, I don't know where they are. Because they have a booth at both ends of, uh, they, uh, of both of those pitches. Mate, I put a bit of a, put a, bit of a uh, poll out there uh, today and... Uh, Feedback was pretty adamant about it, but um, I just asked people if they thought mm-hmm. Steve Smith could come back as Australian captain. And, and just so you know, not a, not a huge poll by any stretch, but the over the overarching kind of sentiment was, yeah, love him as a cricketer again, love watching him bat, but don't want him as captain. And um, I just thought, you know, what are your thoughts there? Do you think he could be captain again? Is What's the to, reason to change the captain, captain anyway? in either in any of the formats of cricket that Australia's got at the moment? There. I don't know what that is. Um, and if you're saying it's it's because of runs, the best player doesn't have to be captain. 
and oh, definitely not. There's a, a lot of hard. It's going to have to be sold to the Australian and the world. Look, you're not just dealing anymore with the Australian public either. You're talking about the world public, and um, and I think that yep. to have somebody who was captain that had that happen on their watch. I think Steve Lucky, Steve Smith, given, and this was not my reaction, but if you go back in time to the time, the reaction of the Australian public at the time was, he's quite lucky that he's playing at all. So yeah. there was a plenty of people, and, and they, they, they don't say it anymore, but there was plenty of people calling for life bans for him, this, that. And it wasn't people from other countries. It was all in Australia. But people in other countries around the world were laughing, going, are you serious? Yeah. They were laughing even at the length of the ban that he got yeah. from Cricket Australia at all. So um, it could have gone either way. I think that it would be – it's only putting – why put the guy in that position again? They wouldn't much more. Yeah, it's a fair call. Back it's in a fair call. He's really enjoying his uh... – well, he's really enjoying his batting, so maybe just let him be. Uh, he doesn't have to have those extra worries and so forth. And uh, I, I tell you what, mates. Um, what another side to it that's that's come up and it's probably been discussed ad nauseum this uh, this week is obviously Warner's injury. And I kind of really, I kind of like the Indians' reaction to it. They were having a bit of a laugh and saying, "Hey, you know, we're not worried if he misses a few weeks." And I know that might sound vindictive, but the way they were going about it, it was good natured. And I think this. 50 overs uh, series, the small series they've had, has at least provided a bit of camaraderie between Australia and India. It's, it's, you know what I mean? Like the spirit's actually been fun. Well, it has been pretty hard been to take two sets of teams going at each other. Like, plus there's no crowd there, man. And so uh, all you're doing is you're playing yeah. against guys at your level. I think in the test cricket it'll be different. But with Coley going home, with Coley going home, you wonder what's going to happen. But feels just more. Yeah, I more. agree. Oh, why not? Be pleasant to each other for a bit. It's good for cricket. But nothing better than a cricket sledge in good nature, though. You know what I mean? Like you, you would have pulled out a fair few in your day. I was, I was a reverse to you. I used to put myself down because I was so bad that it would stop anyone else sledging. Yeah, like, best... They ran out of things to say. You know, I think no, no, one of no, the best things going, I ever had. Sorry, mate. I was just going to say, you know, like as bad as a cricketer as I was, the days I had the good days was when I sledged the crap out of myself and got surprised making runs. And I, I know you're a far better cricketer than My I am. My best ball was Nothing being like a prick. good-natured sledge, I reckon. Uh, that's true. And, um, and I don't, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to shy away from that because I believe that – and see, I, I'm not at all a um, – there's, there's a great sense of revision with everything in the world these days, and it's not just in sport, it's everywhere. And there's all these missives that people yep. go on to about, oh, my yep. God, I can't believe that Australia plays their cricket this way or that way or whatever. Um, I'm not at all interested in that. I actually think that that's part of the game. Yes. If you can't cop it, then yeah. you should be doing something else. Is that – can I say that anymore? For me – Oh, look, I think cricket is still like that. I think, I mean, there's always a line to draw, you know, don't bring family into it and different things like that. Don't bring in something personally you know about an illness or anything. You know the lines I'm talking about. Um, once you're on the field, 
you sledge the crap out of each other. You go off the field and you have a beer or, or whatever you have together. I, I've never had a fight after a game of cricket with the opposition ever. I've always had a beer with them. And I think you've been the same. So I think that says it all. If we as adults can choose to do yeah, that. Yeah, and I think field, turn off the stump mics the and let's not hear else. it because I really don't care. I like, if you're going to be facing a guy who's throwing down some quick bowling at you and, I mean, I'm quite frankly, I, I was pretty surprised. I know that there was a lot of talk about Steve Smith in England and the, the, the um, abuse he took from the crowds and everyone was, oh, my God, I can't believe they're doing that. It's like, let's get real. Let's be real. I mean, that whole thing is BS. Yep. In Australia, everyone gives it to everybody from England when they're here. doesn't matter. what it, the, the crap that Stuart Broad took was a joke. When Steve Wall went over there, or Steve Wall, when Steve Smith was over yep. there, um, the crowd gave it to him. I was actually surprised that the England players didn't use that more. Yeah, I am too. Um, and I think part of what you've said there is uh, get rid of the things like the um, the stump mics. Let, and the let the players, you know, let it. us kind of guess at what they've said, you know, those yeah, situations. Yeah, I'm quite on the shoulder and say, listen, dude, you know, you're writing checks, your body can't cash or something like that. And break it down and say, look, you've got to shut up. I've umpired junior cricket and yeah. I've told boys like, that like, like, you have to shut up now. You've had your go. It's part of their That's job. It. Enough, boys. Okay. Um, mate, uh, absolutely. Now, what are your thoughts? Uh, there's a fair bit of talk. Now, it has been for years. What are your thoughts about a, a, a batsman? Presenting as a right-hander, then switch hitting it as a left and vice versa. Do you have any thoughts on, on especially in one-day cricket, where it does advantage the I don't uh, care. batsman so much? Any thoughts about switch hitting? Oh, like, I don't care. Like, if you're good enough to do I. that, look, most people are going oh. most bowlers are going to be onto it. The only thing that they've got to do is, the, is that the uh, umpire, I think, in that situation makes the zone for a wide ball both outside both of those um, lines that they draw. And say either side, like if I don't know where I'm bowling to you, I'd just be coming yeah. in and I'd literally just be bowling Yorkers at that line and saying, you want to switch it from there? Good, good luck. Mate, I, I think it's an absolute art form. If you have the ability to change your mind and and switch it, I say good luck to you. I don't get what the issue I'll is. It's an unbelievable thing to, to do it. So, you know, I, no way on God's earth. No. Or Malcolm Marshall. I don't think they would have no. switched it to any of those uh, West Indians. Uh, we're stoked to have you on board, and uh, you can contact us on Twitter at Love Sport Podcast. You can get us on Facebook at Love Sport. You can get me on Twitter at Paul underscore football, and John at Lambic Peach, Sean at Hunslet White, and Pete at Pete Novakowski. You can ask us any questions about sport. Put some suggestions forward. There's some categories you want to speak about. Hey, you might even want to be a guest on the show. We are the Love Sport Podcast. That time, mate. Um, NFL postponements. So, you know, COVID is still affecting people, and we've said that before, how, how hard it is on families and so forth, but we're talking sport tonight. So, we, you know, we, we've seen a day's postponement um, for the... Uh, the um, Ravens. I've just gone blank, sorry. Uh, for the Steelers and Ravens. But 
we didn't see, and this is what I find funny, and you can correct me here, we didn't see a postponement of the Broncos-Saints game. It's pretty straightforward. The reason they didn't change it is because the Broncos be didn't wrong. follow the protocols, and they and in fact they're looking at they're looking at losing um, um, perhaps other things coming their way, and their coach was pretty upfront about it. Um, after the game, he actually pointed his finger fair at his at his quarterback's room and said, "Are you guys going to take risks when you know what the what the protocols are? Uh, this results on you." He blamed them. And, and Drew Locke was good enough. I mean, I suppose he was under direction, but he still had to come out and took full responsibility. And I always love when a, a player does that. What would be better if, if he hadn't got well, himself in that position in the first place? Protocols and that's what great. happened. Um, they were, they were, apparently the way it went down was that they were all in a, and, in and, a quarterback. They, they met up and they didn't have their masks on. One test positive. They were all gone. They knew that. And that's why they didn't, that's why they didn't change the day. Absolutely. Whereas the Ravens... Whereas the Ravens have got an outbreak in their in their uh, training facilities and so forth, so it, it well, really I applaud the NFL for actually having your, a rule uh, and sticking to it. People... You know, like the Broncos aren't winning the Super yeah, Bowl anyway, right. so who cares? I mean, people... but uh, look, Ravens uh, Ravens playing the Steelers on a Thursday, uh, so Wednesday night in uh, America, and it looks like the Ravens have travelled for this game that would have been played today, but it's been played tomorrow now. So you got the Ravens on the precipice of really, um, obviously, the, with extended um, playoffs this year, they, they're probably not in great danger of um, missing out. But um, a quarterback does so much, and Lamar can't. Or I'm, I'm going to sound really harsh here, but Lamar, he, he's not a consistent thrower. You can't be a one-dimensional quarterback. Um, and Steelers ten and ten and zero, Ravens six and four, and they're in big danger. In- Going to six in five, football mate, terms, it's reminded me a lot of when Colin Kaepernick came into the NFL. As a, as a as a person terms, I don't think they're anything alike. The Jackson, I think he came in. He was he picked number thirty in the draft. Um, he was the last of the five quarterbacks to go in that draft. Yeah. Everyone knew that he could run. There was question marks about his ability to throw downfield. Uh, they totally re rejigged their offense to go with the Greg Roman offense, which was ironically was the same one that um, he was the offensive coordinator when Kaepernick shone absolutely at his brightest in um, in San Francisco. Uh, it worked for a while. Uh, it's the only defense that never caught up with the San Francisco 49ers and Kaepernick as a, as a player was the Green Bay Packers and always came to big games. I'm, I'm telling you, that's a fact, right? <laughs> and And eventually everyone caught up to it. Yeah. I think Kaepernick was a much better passer than Lamar. Yes, Lamar is just not there. I really like the guy, and I he um comes through it. But I actually I just have a feeling that the with the Steelers being undefeated this year, that's a, one of the best rivals in the NFL. Great defense, and everyone saying it's over for Lamar. I just got a feeling that they might get him because those games are always so low scoring. Love to see Lamar because I really like the dude. I nearly yeah. bought his. And and I kind of reckon yeah, I'd love I, I to do see too. Breaker just a, against the steel curtain break. Breaker seventy meter touchdown, seventy yard touchdown run to beat them. How good would that be? 
I'm hoping that's the case. I'm hoping it's a great, great game. And I hope Lamar has a really good one because, yeah, I don't want to be seen as someone He's putting him down. It. I'm not putting him down. Um, I have no... He's uh, getting a lot of heat now. Sorry, mate? Oh, it definitely is. I mean, you know, is that heat coming from people who pick them, you know, to be... You know, I always wonder where the heat comes from sometimes. Is it those commentators who put all their kind of coin, I'm not even talking about betting, but they've put all their kind of um, expertise onto how good the Ravens are going to be. Now the Ravens are disappointed well, there. There's a bit of reality you know I mean? mixed like, in with it in that he hasn't the been able to um, flourish. He, he's had three or four years now to get his technique as far as throwing goes, right? He just hasn't been able to yes. make that happen. Yep. So what happens is that people don't watch this a lot. When they go in behind or pretty much rough Luckily, so they can't afford to spend all the time letting the running players develop, and he's got to. And that's what you want. You want them. If I'm playing against no. the Ravens in the Super Bowl, I want Lamar Jackson to be thrown forty times. Because oh god, yeah, 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 yeah. You know that he's not as accurate. If he's running against you in their running games on top, you're in big trouble. Um, so some interesting results. The Buccaneers, um, you know, they lost 27-24. And this is why you've got to watch games. Yeah, it was one sometimes. traffic. That game was actually over at quarter time. Uh, I think that... And so even though the score looks tight at the end, there's there's big trouble in Bucks land there. But, you know, you've got a new quarterback in a different system. They're 7-5. and five. I think the uh, the coach of the Buccaneers will be gone at the end of the season. I think Brady will play another year. Because it's only so often you can back Yeah, Bruce Harris has been around the block and he has been one of the better um, offensive minds in the league. I think one of the reasons Brady's there is because is because of Bruce Arians. So I don't know if I agree with you. I think Bruce, Bruce Arians yeah. has always had a little bit of yeah. a I might stay and I might leave sort of deal with the Bucs. Um, this is as close as they've been for a while. Because they've been... Done. I reckon he's well, gone, mate. I reckon, I reckon, I reckon he's gone. I reckon there's very. Oh, they they won't care because Tom Brady will be the boss of it all. Um, they've paid him big money to be there for at least another year, to not if not two. And if he has his way, he'll just get rid of Arians. That's pretty much, mate. I took a yeah. photo for you. I forgot okay. to send it to you the other day. I went to two. I went to two different Rebel Sports outlets the other day, right? And you've got your Green Bay Packers uh, jerseys and, and so forth. Tampa which are Bay always there. are in the shop, Seattle aren't they? Seahawks are always there. And everywhere, absolutely everywhere. There's only one reason those jerseys are in a shop. That's and exactly right. That's because you know of, uh, yeah, our good old friend, Trent Dilfer. Okay. <laughs> 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 but that's the reason, honestly, that could be a, a financial reason that's, uh, that, that Aaron What's the Glazer? I don't know what's the family. Mate, your team's on it. Yeah, it would have been different, aren't they? <laughs> Mate, uh, some interesting um, teams at the moment in terms of where they sit um, in conferences and so forth. And there were some big... Um, lost opportunities uh, over the weekend as well. We had the Titans taking on the Colts, eight and three, seven and four now, and the Titans absolutely pumped the Colts. I actually really love the mix of a quarterback who knows what he, you know, he knows his limitations with a really good running back. I think the Titans could go really far again this year. 
and, and the Colts have surprised at seven and four. Um, so I'm really as a I've Dolphins fan, how do you feel about Ryan Tannehill, given that he was there with Adam Gase in in the rearview mirror? Um, I, I love. Uh, I've probably told you about my appreciation of Tannehill, and a lot of Dolphins fans are act- absolutely the same. But he wasn't the right fit for us. We didn't have the right personnel around him. We had a lot of um, we had a lot of dynamic but wide receivers and, and things like that. And we didn't have, a, yes, absolutely. And we didn't have a, um, we didn't have a good core. And we haven't had a good core of tight ends in a long time. So the dink and dunk that he does a little bit. And I have no problem with a dink and dunk approach, by the way. And he can still throw a good pass. He was also really injured in his time at the Dolphins. So he's a great I, I, bro, man. I, I love watching right him play. He, he's parties, which is rare. I, I, I'm with you. I like that thunder and yeah. lightning that the Titans have got in their offense. It's just great to watch. I. We, you know what I'm going to say next, that Henry is my favourite player in the NFL at the moment. I love that guy. Um, unbelievable. I just can't Absolutely wait to see agree Henry. I watch the Titans every week. Um, I'm, I'm apart from the Packers, they're the only team I watch every week. Mate, for me, the, the the only other team. I mean, I love Derrick Henry at the Titans, but um, I, I'm really enjoying what I'm seeing at the at the with the Chiefs with Hill uh, and Mahomes. When I, um, I think Tyreek Hill the full is a three hour thing. I, I see all, I, watch. I watch everything's happening, but I just love to watch Derrick yeah. Henry develop through the game. So it just to see how he gets better in the fourth quarter is just unbelievable. How often it turns out. Yeah, 100% agree with you. And, and it's really, it, well, he really is going through the gears, isn't he? He's in the Hall of Fame. He, he, he'll just keep it, pounding I just can't believe that if, if he can push out another year like this, I, I can't see how you couldn't put him in. He's he's the most electrifying running back I've seen. You can say what you want about um, Le'Veon Bell and all that. There is nothing like seeing a big guy just crushing people. You know who my favourite NFL Allen. player is of all time. I'll take down Marcus Allen. Up, but you know who my favourite player is. Oh, oh, Bo. Sorry, sorry? No. Bo Jackson, man. It reminds me so much of Bo. They are huge units who get better yep. as the game goes on. And, oh, man, I just love them. I don't understand why teams don't create imagine if he, the opportunity. Imagine for the if he was playing for the Raiders. Turn some of your tight ends. How good would that be? They'd actually, uh, they'd, uh, mate, they'd actually have, they'd actually have a shot. They put in an absolute shocker against the Falcons, my God. If you had a picked 43-6 in that game, you would have said, yeah, Raiders beat an inept uh, Falcons. But what a chance that they blew there, mate. Six and five, and they got absolutely hammered by the Falcons. Falcons have had a couple of close losses this year, so they're not as bad as what people have said. Um, Bills, mate, still going under the radar. Eight and three. Dolphins, seven and four. Uh, Saints nine and two. The AFC East uh, is actually just, a really fun season. It's a really for fun a season. You got teams who can play, and uh, look, my team Fitzpatrick came back in for tour, and I'm just loving his attitude, man. Um, it was a terrible game against the Jets, and the Jets tried. They look honestly, they would have. Stopped at the one yard line. Do you think Adam Gase is the worst coach? Get touchdowns if you know what I mean. They did not want to score. Twenty years. 
He's got to be close, but this year is so hard. That that Norton eleven, I I think the Jets are going to win one game for the year. They are. I know people talk about tanking, and they said that you know the Dolphins were tanking and so forth. But it. Oh, how oh happy do you Jets think he is? There like isn't no crowds in New York. Not. Oh God, mm. and we're not just talking at the stadium, right? We're talking everywhere. He's probably lucky because. Because True, well, sure the Jets fans are now actually cheering him on. They, they don't want him sacked game. because, oh, well, bizarrely, if they can keep him in there, they want to go. Oh, and they want to go zero and sixteen to get look, to get their first choice, first draft. Yeah, and I don't blame them. Oh, hundred percent. And there's, nah, mate. Honestly, in that right, right now, there's nothing else they can really do. You know. I know what the dolphins have, I know what the dolphins did in the end, but their, their coach didn't allow them to completely tank last year, and we still got Tua at number six. And will Tua be the right the choice long term? I don't know, mate. But he's only played a few games. Your uh, coach is the choice long term. He's awesome. The coach is what? The coach is what? Sorry. Oh, I love him. Yeah, I'm, and just the way he goes about, the way he talks. Yeah, you man, want to play just, for him. You, you, you want to play. You'd for want him. to go and have a beer with him because NFL, he's just so one of those about, people. The NFL is so yep. much about cerebral and, and head that's pretty- space. But I think, you know, it's nice when a guy can combine that with a little bit of their heart. Mm. Well, you guys beat the beat the Bears pretty easy. You, you, you know, 41 to 25, and you're in control of that game pretty early on. How do you feel if you're a Bears supporter, mate? I, I mean, I know you don't like the Bears, but they're a good supporter group. And, I mean, Trubisky... He was always a risk as quarterback. And then, then they've got Nick Foles, who, to be honest, I, you can tell me everything you want about Nick Foles in post-seasons. Definitely a clutch player. Well, you, feel for Mr. you don't want him playing 16 the draft. The thing is that the Bears front the, office the guy can't and the guy's still there, are they the ones who went and picked Mitch Trubisky above a whole heap of other quarterbacks, including, I'm pretty sure, you'll find Pat Mahomes. You, 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 you're always going Absolutely. to be... Second guessing. I don't actually think Mr. Brisky should be in this situation because if they'd done any kind of research, they wouldn't ever have picked him a second in the draft. They went up to get him. They didn't even have to go. They didn't even have to give up a draft pick to get him. Yep. But the other things is happening on the, in that game, and I'll be honest with yep. you. The who's the main thing that worries you when you go and play the Bears of the defense? And I thought their defense for doing out last week. In that game, I was laughing watching yeah. some of the stuff. I can't believe how, you know, people throw a lot of shade on the Packers front office because they didn't go and get a another wide receiver in the draft. Well, you know, they trusted guys like um, Robert Tonyan and 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 Equinocent Brown and and Devonay Adams, obviously, who's a great player and and a great offensive line, and they probably didn't need to do it. It's two weeks in a row no, where they've, I mean, they've they actually and, scored and over 30 points against two of the he... best defensive teams in the NFL, the Colts and the Bears, and they beat the Saints back um, in week two when they weren't completely yep. banged up. Um, the only real bad outing they had against a good defense was against Minnesota, which is an inner conference thing, and Minnesota can do what they want, and um, against the Bucks, and that was a horrendous game. Mate, uh, uh, just talking about, you know, we'll, we'll finish this section off uh, just with the another team. Oh, I'd love to see the Brownies, the radar. mate. The Browns are 8-3. and three. 
not getting not getting talked. They're not getting talked about a lot. Um, listening to all the podcasts I do, they're talking. Uh, you about know, and some people are way too three. smart for the yeah, way smart than they should be. And I'm going to credit a guy who I absolutely love as far as NFL goes, a guy called Dan Hanses. I was listening to him this morning, and he was saying that um, people oh, have got yeah. to pipe down. Yeah trying to talk about the strength of the Browns' schedule or some kind of issue about them being 8-3. and three. He said, the Browns haven't been to the playoffs since Adam and Eve was around. And it doesn't matter. Just let it be because it's actually... Yeah. I've, got a, I've got two Browns jerseys in my collection. And if I was picking a team from the AFC, I'd love to see do well. Definitely would be them. And, and I can only wish them the yep. best. Coming out of that division... How strong is the AFC North? Yeah, it's Steelers, Browns, Ravens, mate. And and who would have picked at this time of year, 10 games in for most teams, 11 for others, who would have picked that the Ravens? No, and I think that the Browns have to play all of them a couple of times coming up. But then so be it because everyone's starting to bang on about how, oh, my God, the, the 49ers have come through such a difficult stretch and now they've got a chance. But you've got to remember... They got their wins early in the season when they were banged up. They were lucky enough to play against the Jets and the Giants and some teams like that, and, and they beat them. Like, but the, the 49ers should be nowhere. You take out those two games. I mean, the, you know, playing the Jets, so that's a gift. Yep, yep. Well, in, indulge me mm. for a second here, mate. Can we just go – it used to be the AFC least, right? It's now the NFC least. We have the Giants on top of the NFC East by one game to the bottom team, the Cowboys on three and eight. You have the Giants on four and seven. Washington, whatever they're called now, four and seven. Eagles could potentially go to four oh, and seven. So much and fun Cowboys to watch. on three the games are, Oh my god. It's awesome. That, I watched the Eagles last night just because I wanted to see how they, they went. And, you know, every team the four teams in that in that conf- in that division are four of the most storied teams in the NFL, and their history is so deep and it's so real. And yep. when you go and you look at the quarterbacks that are playing for them now, they've got Colt McCoy. You've got who's that guy playing for the Eagles again? Oh, man, he's terrible. And uh, um, you know, and uh, let's go to the <laughs> Giants. Did they have uh, – who did they have quarterback in them? He's, he's out. He's hurt. So, Daniel Jones isn't quarterbacking for him? Is he injured? That's right. I don't know. Oh, so, the there games, you go. I mean, it's going to be intense to see who so makes it in there. And you know what? It's one of those things where, as stupid as it sounds, that you know that if they win and they they get the playoffs at, at five and one and – and 25 because no one ever does that maths you know with five wins and a draw to to make it through like if it's if it's the uh, uh washington they're definitely not the redskins yes. um and if they get in you just know that no one wants to take that game and you go and play there and you go you know and if you lose it's just going to be like you're kidding because, you? yeah and i'm not sure the cowboys can actually beat anyone um uh, i'll tell if you what everything works out for them Remember that was a pick. The, the, the two bottom teams in that in that. The, well, 
Jesus. The two bottom teams in that division can mm. actually beat anyone on their day. The Eagles and the Cowboys, can. arguably. I don't can. think the Giants or the Skins uh, can. Oh, oh, day, so, yeah, yeah. Don't think the Giants or the Washington Football Club can, but I do think that the Eagles and Cowboys, I think you're quite right. That no one would want to, I would not want to go to Cowboys Stadium for the first game of the playoffs. Especially when either of those teams um, would be going in with no expectation other than their own. That's a lot of fun. You know, your coach can just do things that. Danny Dalton as a backup quarterback, I think he's a pretty good choice. We spent a mass. He's mm. a great backup choice. I mean, he could be a first-team player for a lot of uh, teams in the NFL. Yeah, the sorry, man. Mate, um, we really covered a lot of NFL tonight. It's good It's good to see us cover... No, no I, you know how much I love it as well. One of the more horrific things, and thank God for the technology we have these days, we, we've been decrying some of the um, technology in Formula One. But that crash, uh, I think it was Grosjean in the Bahrain uh, Formula One over the weekend, to see... His car split in half to see the fireball, but more miraculously to see the um, the guys with the the fire extinguishers and everything basically save his life is one of the more remarkable. There's a level of bravery that goes with putting yourself in harm's way to save someone, and they know that's exactly what they were doing, and they had to do it, yeah. and it was pretty incredible to see it. Uh, he knows it. I, I kind of couldn't believe that he walked out. Well, this is also someone who um, this is also, and it's been well publicised. So we're not covering new ground. He was also someone who had um, talked mm. about not liking the safety bars and different things like that. And now he's like, "Yep, save my life." And, you know, I've got. Bur- I-, I love seeing the video of him with burnt hands talking to you know, saying, "I was wrong. That bar we saved t- my we life." Out, and everyone who didn't hear it should really go back cool. and listen because it was um, absolutely gangbusters. We did our best move, sports moves of all time, and. We, um, the movie about Nicky Lauder and James Hunt was pretty high up on our lists. And if you go back to those times, it's Rush. chalk and cheese now yeah. to what the yeah. guys have got. And they have to they have to get down their hands and knees and thank those guys who went before them because plenty of them didn't make it out. The guys dead. No. I mean, you look, you look at the guys in MotoGP. And it's their suits and the technology of their suits. And, you know, you look at mm. some of the greatest riders of all time and how they've survived some of the things they have. It's just, it's just, I mean, even with all the technology, to get in one of those cars and do the speeds these guys are doing and I think is pretty bloody to all the Formula uh, One fans sorry, out there who but, uh, also survived this season based on they could have passed away from boredom at any stage. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton winning his uh, seventh, um, seventh world title, um, but is unable to match the the greatest winning streak of any one season because he's now out. Gosh, um, so that'll be upsetting you, man. Sean, terribly, won't one anymore, mate. Yeah, uh, no, no comment. Oh, I kind of want to like the guy. I just can't. I just I, we I, can't get cancelled. Oh, you don't want to anyway, get cancelled. I, I don't want to. I don't want to be talking people down. I shouldn't <laughs> be doing that. Uh, <laughs> mate, let's finish this off tonight with uh, something that's become part of our mm-hmm. part of our podcast. I enjoy it. If no one else does, that's all good. Yeah, I'll look, keep. keep. Uh, welcome to our new section. It is keep, cuddle, or kick. 
We'll give you three options. You get to keep one of them, you get to cuddle one of them, and you get to kick one of them out. Kick and cuddle. So we're gonna uh, gonna give you a few here. I already I already know what they are, mate. So I'm gonna make it difficult for you. I haven't chosen mine, even though I've chosen the topics. Let me go first one with you. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Keep kick or cuddle. Tennis grand slams. Sorry. Golf majors. Oh, this is just too easy. Or the common or the Commonwealth Games. Tennis grand slams, golf majors. I'm keeping the games. um Keep the golf majors, man. Uh, well, it depends on which golf majors you want me to keep. In order, I'm keep- keeping the golf majors. All right. I think that the, the no, Masters is one of general, my favourite sports in general, give, in of every year, yeah. um, definitely. And then the British Open is yep. also that. The US Open is pretty high up on my list. The PGA, uh, I only care if an Australian wins it. It's oh, a pretty good sure. call, that. So you're going to keep, you're I'm gonna gonna definitely keep the games. golf majors? Who are you going to cuddle? I've had just had so many great times. I knew you at were. Commonwealth I knew games. you were. I, I've been, I've been to them in Brisbane. I've been to them in the Gold Coast. Been I've watched them. I, I've seen. Yep. You know, never forget how great the Commonwealth Games hundred meters has been in both running and swimming. Uh, I just, yeah, I, I love the Commonwealth Games, and and I you. Does that sound like I'm sort of like connected there when I say that Com Games? Because I was I helped out with a Com Games committee uh, yeah, at does, school yeah, for very a bit, much connected. Preparing for that at Miami when they had to have the people run past. I went to one meeting. I went to one meeting, so I'll take the credit for that. Um, I love it. And- I doubt I doubt you could go anywhere, John, uh, with without meeting someone Fantastic. who had some connection with the uh, Gold Coast Commonwealth Games in Queensland, at least. Uh, I was talking to two people two, two people at work. I'll tell you what, I loved about Commonwealth Games, today. man. Was that came about. One of the best things I've ever seen. Um, I reckon so it's right go- up there with the opening ceremony at Barcelona for the Olympics when they shot the arrow up. has to be when Barassi walked on water. On the arrow, well, he, he's been doing that for, but oh, been doing mate, that for a long time, mate. Like, so you're going to kick it, out the tennis grand slams? Yeah, go on. If you've got a heart condition, or oh, I just, I, I don't want to, I don't want to speak out of turn about a sport or the people involved in it, right? Uh, but I, tennis is a game that I literally really enjoyed playing. And hanging out when my kids were doing it and all that, but watching it on TV, oh my God. Um, it bores the pants off me, and there's so many twats involved in the sport. There's so many twats involved that I'm actually starting to like Nick Curios. I like Ash Barty. I've got to agree with you. I like Ash Barty and, and, and all that. And I like, obviously, you know, Federer and it's awesome and blah, blah. I watch two games at the Australian Open and it's kind of okay, but no, I'd rather p- poke my eyes out with a stick. Stop. 
Well, I said to you that I put these topics down, but I, I deliberately gave no thought to it at all. And I've now changed my mind, not just on what you thought, but kind of the years. The Commonwealth Games to me were almost as important as the uh, Olympic Games. So I'm going to I'm going to cuddle them because they give me a lot of good memories, and I still think there's a lot of great athletics that come out of that. So um, I'm going to go Commonwealth Games. I'm going to give them a cuddle. I'm going to keep the golf majors because um, I love the idea of the course changing. I love the idea that the different courses offer different, uh, and and it'll come into my Grand Slams with tennis in a moment. This one. But I love the fact that golf majors throw up something different. There's different venues besides Augusta used and so forth. So I love the golf majors. I love how international the flavour is. Now, people could argue with me and say the same about tennis. But here's my argument. And I grew up like you playing tennis. I actually loved tennis more than any other sport at one stage growing up. Um, But if it was traditional, if we can go back, you know, 30 odd years, 40 years, tennis would be my number one. But the US Open, the Australian Open, um, almost Wimbledon now, even though it's on grass, they're almost the same tournament in terms of the, the, you need to be six foot four, you need to have a massive racket, and the technology's now changed the game where if they don't bring it back, and I don't think they can now, tennis is finished as a, a, what I enjoyed watching anyway. The French Open, I've never enjoyed, but at least it's different to the others. Um, you know that watching it yourself, the Wimbledon used to be serve volley. It was brilliant to watch a serve volley. As your clay quarters were their kind of thing. The US Open and uh, Australian Open, Australian Open obviously and, used to be grass. At least there was some variation in the tournaments. Now yeah, there's none. I think, I think the, and the so Australian tennis Open is a brilliant event. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Uh, um, just the, the sport bores me because yes, of all the is. stuff you're yeah. talking about. And... I don't know anyone of my friends who dead set follows tennis. Do you? No, I, well, look, we I love seeing the Australians do well, um, men and women, and as you do, and so forth. But the personalities are boring. They're boorish. Um, it's as I said, it's six foot four. At least the women's game's got a little bit of variation, but the men's game, you might as well just roll out cookie cutter players because they all have to be big serves. They all have to hit the ball. And that's why I love Roger Federer and I loved Pete Sampras and guys like that because Roger Federer, even though he's yeah, over, at least bloke. he was a nice well, guy. I, I don't no, know. Novak Djokovic like seemed like a good bloke until last place. year and became a twat. I don't think he ever was. I think he faked us all out. I honestly do. I think Nick Kyrgios, I think Nick Kyrgios nailed him big was. time, didn't he? Buddy. It's just me. 100%, mate. Hey, you don't have to like Nick Kyrgios and, and, and he's not everyone's uh, He's spot on. He's I, I, good on him. He's now my right. number one tennis player. Hey, at least he's a bit of fun, eh? So, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna cut all the Commonwealth Games, I'm gonna keep the golf majors, and I'm gonna kick out the Grand Slam. There you go. My parents would never believe I'd say that about tennis. I can tell you now. Okay, next one up, mate. I'll go first on this one. Dennis Cometti, Bruce McAvaney, Kerry O'Keefe in their prime. Um, I'm gonna keep Dennis Cometti because there is no way on God's earth. A lot of people have said you could manufacture some of his commentary, but if you go back and listen to his commentary, some of the things you could not possibly make up. Like uh, Adams gives it to Brayshaw, who gives it off to Charles. Mm. 
They're going That's up brilliant. the field in alphabetical order. You could not manufacture that. Like, you, you know what I mean? I mean just for his spontaneity, um, I'm going to – yeah, it's a really hard one here. I'm going to keep Dennis Cometti. I'm going to – I'm going to cuddle Bruce McAvaney. I'm going to cuddle Bruce McAvaney. And the reason I say that is I've never known anyone – who could do horse racing and could do football when he was at his best. And he could talk about athletics. And I want to cuddle him because I think it's time he goes. And yeah, I'm not so, yeah, absolutely. I'm just going on my own. And I I made these hard deliberately, but I'm going to kick out Terry O'Keefe because his his stories are magnificent. I just find he's one dimensional. If he did other sports, I'd keep My favourite Dennis Cometti commentary was during an AFL grand final, West Coast was easy. And he actually, Dean Cox and somebody else, and I remember him asking, What's the collective now for a pair of Cox? And I, I love that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep him. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, he loved, yeah, he loved it whenever like there was a cox and involved like a cock in the ocean and a box that. and stuff like that. He was good. He's funny. Um, but very dry. I mean, his hair was always like sort of like He's Richie. Intelligent as, yeah. It's like Richie Bennett hair, like over the ears and all that. I'm going to – and and the thing is that these guys are by no means my favourite commentators because I love radio football much better commentary wise. I think Dennis Matty was good at that. He could do that a little bit. Yes. Um, I'm going to cuddle Kerry. I think he's incredibly um, astute on the game. I think he was a member of uh, one of the greatest cricket teams of all time. Some of the most, most amazing personalities. I think he married that. I think he knew where he stood ability wise, but I think Anybody who played in the 70s had to know the game inside out. And I think they did know it because that's all they did. Um, and I like listening yeah. to his takes on the game. I get the funny stuff. And sometimes that can get a little bit tired. Um, but I think he's, I don't think he was necessarily trying to be funny all the time. So I'm going to keep him. And I'm going to kick Bruce. Because I think if anybody that's- in Australian sports outstayed their welcome, it's him. Um, and I get really tired of his overplaying big moments where I guess I've been sport with radio and with American and English commentators where in the big moment the commentator steps aside and lets the moment play out. Mm. And I feel that Bruce has become so much of this, oh, special, all that kind of crap. And he drives me nuts. Yep. And I would actually say that he's one of my least favourite commentators. I like this caller, Kathy Freeman, Olympics. I think on radio, on the ABC, there was better callers of um, athletics. I actually think, how's this? I think calling athletics, I think Ray Hadley was a better caller than him. Um, and, and in... And that's, wow, that's okay. pretty controversial, but for accuracy, when you're on radio and you're calling 100 metres, um, there's no place for mistakes for all for that sort of stuff. And But, you know, and people are naming that. Bruce is not my favourite, um, but I'm kicking him. And I'll be quite happy if he never comes back and does another game at AFL in my life. 
I think there was no favours done to any of the uh, commentators uh, in the AFL this year. A lot of them were based in their home states, and I think it was ridiculous the way they went about it because Bruce needs people around him. And when he was by himself, um, he was a shocker this TV. year. Uh, I'd much rather have Anthony Hudson calling the game on TV. Final one for the night, mate. Um, that's it. Actually, agree. Hmm. And you look, 100% and agree. He guys just gives around you, footy, you to gives do you the in-depth stuff. Bang. Love it. Now, hmm. that, that's exactly right. Mate, this will be an easy one for you. Nice and easy. Uh, a little bit harder for me. NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball. Why don't we do our keep, two bits at the same time? Cuddle. Why don't NBA, we keep, NFL, keep at the same NFL. time? Well, obviously, I'm keeping the NFL. I don't need to. I don't need to expand on that. It's yeah, just, done. To I'm me, it's almost NFL. a perfect sport. I'm going to definitely keep the NFL. Oh, is Who this cuddle next or kick? Right, you want to kick You're next? You're going to be surprised at mine, I reckon. Oh, I'm going to get the. The NBA can't go far enough. No, we're going to go. We're going to go kick. I'm going to kick the NBA. Oh, mate, but I, you know, I love my basketball. But I, this generation of basketball, I'm finding so boring. Let's just get you know another player into a star team and another player into a star team. Let's oh, kick it. It's gone. It's it is boring the pants off me, mate. If it was a. Uh, and I want to cuddle the MLB because some of my favourite moments overseas watching sport have been seeing a doubleheader in baseball, hardly anyone there, great food, and watching my team actually win a game and lose a game. The MLB, I, I'm going to give it a bit of a cuddle because I think if it doesn't move forward again, um, I don't think the seven innings was a big hit for a lot of people, and I know they did it for, for COVID-19. The reason I'm going to but, cuddle um, it I'll, I'll is flat out because I know that my trip um, where I'm supposed to be in the States right now, um, over this like four-month period, I definitely would have been finding a way of getting myself to, uh, you know, the uh, to a baseball game before the season finished. And you would, yeah, have, I would have gone. Whereas if I got a ticket really to the NBA, I'd say, say you know what, well, I'm just going to the pub. Yeah. Well, NBA for you would be, not for you, but NBA would be like, uh, I think for a lot of people these days, the NBA would be a photo opportunity and a whole heap of selfies. Whereas the baseball for me, you, I know, I know for a fact you would sit there and you would soak up the atmosphere yeah. of, the, of the stadiums and the smells and, you know yeah. what I mean? And, like, and I coached. I, I, I was lucky enough sport. when my son had no interest at all in Love it. any of the sports I liked, but he got into tennis and baseball. How's that? Um, and so I said, I like watching the kids and playing tennis. And Unreal. definitely some of the most fun I ever had was when he was playing baseball and I got involved coaching and umpiring. And I said, I wish I'd known about this sport when I was a kid because I would have played it. Oh, we, we would have. I mean, we would have done what a lot of cricketers done, and we know Definitely. that the chapels did it. We probably would have played baseball and mm. cricket. Um, it, it's got it's got so much of both sports that we love. Um, my cousin, and I'm going to get the team wrong here. My cousin Andrew, big shout out to him. He was actually drafted to the Atlanta Braves. Um, I don't They're know, a I serious don't team. Even told you. They're a big team. But he was in uh, Atlanta Braves. He went to. He's a left arm. Well, left arm, left arm pitcher. Um, pitched for Victoria, and I think he's actually the assistant coach of Victoria now. So my cousin Andrew, big shout out. Um, and he is the classic 
young pitcher. Left arm, a lot of velocity, everything like that. Never got to play um, a major league game, but played at a club. Um, and he did his uh, elbow in the first couple of years, I think, three times. Um, yeah, and that's why a lot of people in Australia, they bag them pitches, out and they say, why don't they play this game and that game? They have to manage them. And they put them on those counts and all that because they basically blow their every part of their yeah. upper body out. Uh, Andrew was a really good footballer, but he loved baseball. And, um, yeah, so he, he was over there. We were so proud that he even got picked by a team. Uh, we still are proud, even though he didn't play a game. That does not matter. You got picked as an Australian young man to go over and, and play for – I think he might have been there three years. Never got to that's play awesome. Game. He was injured. But that's a major, major sport me, in really anything. Cool. So once brilliant. more, shout out to Andrew. <laughs> No, I totally agree, mate. So, not, I, I, I think, think that we've uh, got to, keep, I've keep got to come up with a couple of categories because uh, you obviously I'm know keep it and cut it. where I'm going with this stuff. So I think I'm going to come up with something for you. Well, I'm trying uh, trying to throw out some different ones there and I mm. don't overthink it. So next week, you've got to come out. Well, this day next week is the last, week, the last day of school. So I'll, I'll have uh, I'll been thinking about it from about three o'clock onwards. Well, to all those who are finishing school and everything like that, um, be good for your parents. It's been another, it's been another episode of the Love Sport Podcast. You are brilliant, John. I love having you uh, on the show. And you can get John on Twitter at Lampic Peach. You can get me at Paul underscore Football. If you do decide to follow us, actually send us a message, say good day, and uh, let us know what you'd actually like on the show. Uh, and if you I want will. To I'd like on, to hear from someone knows? different. Uh, thanks for joining us on another episode of the Love Sport Podcast. You can find the Love Sport Podcast on Facebook and Love Sport on Twitter. You can also get Paul at Paul underscore football and John at Lambic Peach. Ah, uh, touch just some sick.